You're listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes, where you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood, told by the men who lived them. Raw, real, and 100% unapologetic. And now, here is your host, Eric Rogel. Hey, this is Eric Rogel, and thanks for tuning in to Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes. This is where each week you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who live them. And, you know, we're constantly seeking out and inviting men from all different walks of life, uh, both famous men and unsung heroes. Uh, These are just men who have traveled the path before us, and they have insights to guide us on our journey and inspire us to be better men. And today's guest is an incredibly inspiring man. Uh, He's a minister, he's an athletic coach for children, and guys, he's one of those rare men I've met who truly lives from his heart in service and duty to others. It's absolutely amazing. And, you know, some of the wisdom bombs, as that's what the uh, Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes team and I have started calling them, some of these wisdom bombs that he drops are going to blow you away. Um, The team is taken according them daily, and if, if you follow us on social media, You've probably seen a few of them that we've turned into memes. So take a look, comment on them, and let us know what you took away when you read them. So I'm going to formally introduce him in a moment. But first, two very quick things. Uh, One, make sure to head over to our site, WLKHpodcast.com. That's WLKHpodcast.com. We're going to be putting up some extras there, some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. And we're also going to link to some experiences that we think you're going to get a lot out of. And those are going to be going up all the time because, like I've been saying, it's great that you're listening to us. We love that you're listening to us. But what we really want is to inspire you to get out and experience something for yourself because the the result is not only life-changing, but it also comes way faster. So definitely stop by WLKHpodcast.com and check those out. We're going to be putting them up all the time. In fact... The second thing I wanted to tell you is I have one of those experiences for you now and it's going to be launching very soon. It's our 21-day Hero Challenge and it's your blueprint to unleashing more of your greatness and to get you experiencing even more confidence, more success, stronger relationships, and stronger leadership. It's really powerful. During those 21 days, you'll be living in each of our sacred seven core values. And remember, those are courage, honesty, integrity, commitment, duty, honor, and love. Trust me, by uh, by the end of the first few days alone, you're going to start to see big differences in your life. And guys, it's completely free. Uh, It's just something we want to do for you. And uh, we want you to take advantage of it. So we've got pre-registration going on now. We have a special site set up for that. You'll be able to get to it from the podcast site, but we also have a special site for that set up, and that is theherochallenge.com. So go to theherochallenge.com, grab your spot, and as soon as that thing launches, which will be very, very shortly, uh, you'll be one of the first to go through that, okay? All right, so let's jump in and let's hear from today's guest. As I mentioned a minute ago, he spent more than 30 years as a minister and a children's athletic coach. He is the founder of Saints of Florida, and that's an organization that offers athletic programs to homeschool children, and uh, they also organize mission trips to third world countries around the globe. Just a phenomenal organization. 
Uh, he's been honored by numerous organizations for his contributions to communities worldwide. And in 2002, uh, he also had the privilege and honor of being selected to bear the Olympic torch for the Salt Lake City Games. And he's also a hugger and a clapper, and you're going to understand the meaning of that in a few minutes. His name is Rick Andreessen, but he is known to thousands of children and families simply as Coach Rick. Now, Coach Rick is probably cringing as he hears this intro because he is one of the most humble men I have ever met. You're going to hear him credit God often, as well as his team and the people around him for all of his success. Uh, Coach Rick is a man of deep faith, and like I said earlier, yeah, he truly lives from his heart in service to others, and, and you're going to hear that when he tells his story. Uh, he really embodies uh, one of our core values, the core value of love. So I really wanted to know how Coach Rick got started down this path of bringing athletic programs to children. And uh, here's what he told me. Well, I was a phys ed teacher for 11 years at a school here in, in Pompano Beach, Florida, and uh, uh, God had given the vision for uh, an athletic program for homeschool kids. And literally, it was God said two words, homeschool PE. Uh, let's say it was like a burning bush experience for two words and homeschool PE. And I stepped out in faith. I had a full-time job and career. I was a, on staff at the school. I was the PE teacher at a, at a school and I was the, uh, I was the children's pastor at the church. So I was on staff at the church and the school. And so I stepped out of my job and career and uh, that was 19, August 27, 1997. So I started. Yeah, that with, was a leap of faith. So you had two real time oh. gigs and you went, Yep. Heard this, got the vision, time to go. Yeah, and that's kind of what it was. You know, I put in my notice at the school and I said, God's leading me in a direction. So it started with myself, two volunteers. We had 18 kids that first year started an athletic, a PE program. So it's physical education for homeschool kids. So uh, tell me about that. How does that work, physical education for kids that are homeschooled? What, what does that entail? Yeah. Well, I've written a curriculum that, you know, I apply to this program here. It's, uh, it's a full-fledged PE program through the course of the year, but we rent county and city parks and facilities and the parents drop their kids off with us. We have uh, a station rotation of activities and we, we do PE for the kids. Uh, we're in uh, Florida and, and actually five others, uh, five, four other states. So it's five states since, uh, since even the thing we added Indiana this year. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so where are you? So Florida, Indiana, and where are the other three? Uh, Florida, Indiana, Texas, uh, California, and um, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. In six countries. So what other countries are you in? Yeah, we're in Haiti, Guatemala, Kenya, Africa, Zambia, Africa, Zimbabwe, and United States. So that's six. Wow. So how does it work in the other countries? I mean, uh, those yeah, are thanks. countries that have some economic it, difficulties. So, I mean, is this part of the the mission that you're on is, is bringing this to kids that are in some of these less privileged countries? Yeah, correct. Uh, good question. It's not homeschool kids in other countries. It's, uh, it's, we set up programs at orphanages and children's centers. So we take this package of 18 different sports and we have tweaked it and adjusted it so that it's functional in third world countries. They don't typically have, you know, basketball courts, tennis courts, you know, things. So, We've tweaked it so we, we implement what's called saints in a box in uh, <laughs> third world countries. It's really neat. And, you know, we get to, we get to bring activities for children. We, we train up, for instance, Haitian leaders in that country. So we, we don't go in and try to put a Band-Aid on something. We go in and we train it up and teach them how to run the program, bring the equipment. And this is mission 
support funded. So this is not a, like the business side. This would be kind of the nonprofit mission side of, uh, of what we do. So, uh, and they run parallel to one another here in the United States for homeschool kids and other countries for uh, typically orphans. And, and my passion, it would be uh, certainly to bring the love of God to kids through activities and athletics and sports. But in third world countries, we get to bring joy and laughter and we get to give those kids a childhood that normally don't, they don't have. I asked Coach Rick if he had any stories about his impact on kids, not only here, but in those third world countries. And he spoke about the power of father-son trips. Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll try to, I try to keep I, I, I out of the picture, the Rick part of it, but it's, it's neat to, you know, almost like get off an airplane, we pile on a bus and we go to these places and I'll get off a bus and I'll hear little kids say, Coach Rick, Coach Rick, and I'm thinking, how cool is that? I'm in, a, I'm in Haiti in a third world country and a little kid uh, knows my name. So, you know, we're thrilled to just be a part of their kids' lives. And, and we do, we bring joy, we bring laughter. We do very structured, organized, professional. Uh, we, uh, we partner with organizations that are in Haiti or whatever country, they, they'll be the ones that, you know, we connect with us or whatever and say, do you think you could bring that program here? So we do get some backers and supporters and partner with churches here in the United States that maybe have a, you know, a mission in, uh, in another country. So yeah, then we get to bring and set it up. We go back and, and get to visit. We take mission trips. We bring families. We've, do, we've recently done a father-son trip, which was really neat. And so we oh, tell me about that. Tell me about the father-son trip to Haiti. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so, you know, dads. And the last one we did was family. So we were able to bring, you know, the mom, dad, or, you know, with, with their kids or whatever that is. But we not only take, are able to take American kids and families be able to serve in other countries, but we also get to, we get, as Americans get to see actually what life is like there. And it gains a great sense of gratitude for you know just turn on the tap and have fresh running water you know to have air conditioning and comfortable beds to you know these they, it's you know we got it pretty good here right oh so absolutely we get to help kids there and get to expose american kids to, to what other countries are like it's neat yeah it sounds it so when you're doing the father-son thing so what is it fathers and sons from america go to haiti to help and minister and experience and work on the Program. Correct. Correct. So even with that, we'll put the word out with any, any uh, you know, for instance, like this, we'll, we'll isolate that one type of trip is father-son. We'll say any dads want to bring their sons to, to, to Haiti, for instance. And then we, if they're, they're on board with it, then we pick out 18 different sports and they get to choose the sport that they feel most comfortable with. So if you would be doing Frisbee and I would do soccer and somebody else would do archery and go. So then they can go down there with some kind of tools under their tool belt to to be able to teach and do activities in a sport that they feel comfortable with. We feel they know the sport that they're enjoying with the kids. They can actually build relationships with the kids. And so it's fun. It, it's oh, really, I'm honored to do it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds amazing. So when you come back, what's the feedback you're getting from the fathers and the sons after the, these trips? Yeah. You know, we'll, we do realize that those things that we sometimes take for granted, uh, you know, like, you know, the batteries, batteries are out on my, you know, um, Game Boy, you know, those type of things to think, okay, batteries for a Game Boy kind of lessen on the priority scale when we come back to the States, meaning these kids, they never saw a Game Boy. Matter of fact, when we bring the games and activities, these kids have never seen a Frisbee, you know, tug of war, sack races, parachute, parachute game. So it's just pure joy. It's pure laughter. 
And there's different type of mission trips, not to get off the topic, but sure. you know, medical missions, there's construction missions, but we do sports missions and that kind of draws it. I think everybody can relate to that to some degree, you know, so, oh, it's so fun. Yeah, Eric, you should join us, of course. I would lo listen, I would love to go <laughs> on. You gotta let me know when the next one is. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. I would absolutely uh, be there. Now, now, you guys leave the equipment down there for the kids and the team that you have in place. So this is a- Exactly, yeah. So not, it's not just the mission time. This is yes. get this going and they get to keep the equipment and, and, and enjoy the, the fun, the games, the laughter, even after yep. you guys leave. Exactly. We just, uh, as of after the last few years of trips, for instance, to Haiti, there's an ongoing uh, summer sports program down there, a six-week program doing all these activ activities. It's one of the first ever where, a, a, you know, a structured, organized sports program for kids is on a consistent basis in Haiti. So, yeah, we train, uh, you know, Haitian leaders and to step back and look on. And just recently, you know, not name-dropping Carson Wentz, he's uh, – uh, we partnered with Mission of Hope in uh, in Haiti, their, their foundation on the ground there. Uh, Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles is building. Quarterback of the Eagles, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's uh, building a, um, or a a big contributor to a sports stadium on the, camp, the campus of uh, Mission of Hope. So, um, you know, we're, you know, we see people that are, you know, people here in America that, you know, can use that platform to, to do good here in America and in other countries. He would be one of them. So. Oh, that's fantastic! Good for him. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, amen. Have you yeah. been on any missions that have been around the, the the like to Haiti, for instance? Has Carson Wentz gone down? Oh, definitely. He's gone down a few times. Yep, not on the same trips with us, but yeah, there's yeah. You'll see a lot of the guys. You know, the the Tim Tebow's of this world. He has a you know he has an orphanage he built in Haiti, and there's a lot of guys. Uh, we had a fellow from the uh, from Philadelphia, no, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. When we were on our way down, he sent uh, five pallets of uh, clothing from Under Armour, one of his sponsors, uh, Cliff Avril from the uh, Seattle Seahawks, the wide receiver. And uh, so he grew up in Haiti. Now he's in the NFL and he sees somebody doing what we're doing. And so these kids were, they were wearing, you know, $50, $75 uh, Under Armour shirts, you know, so. <laughs> so it was you know, a real athletics team down there. They had the Under exactly. Armour they had the equipment yeah. going. Yeah, so, you know, we hope we're making a difference, though. You know, it's, we just never know. Uh, you know, our, our, our program is faith-based, so we, we use, you know, biblical principles of unconditional love as God loves these kids. We don't complicate it, but just, you know, it's, it's the least and the lost and the, and the destitute that I believe our Lord would go and serve, you know. So we want to be a part of those kids' lives. You know, here in America and in other countries, it's a privilege. And we know sports is a great common ground to you know, to communicate love and joy and laughter. And I don't speak Creole or Spanish or Swahili, but there's a few things I can say in each language. But, you know, sports is kind of that universal language of, uh, you know, of love we can do through. That's right. You don't need, you don't need to speak any of those to play with Frisbee or yeah. Tug of War or anything like that. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Eric. Sure, sure. You know, you mentioned love. And love is one of our, you know, we have the seven core values on the show that we do. and Love is one of them. And you just mentioned that about the thing. Tell me a little bit more about you know, how that is for you, seeing that in these other countries, and also here you know, in the States, uh, yeah. where these kids just have this love, they feel the love, because a lot of them are not getting enough of it. I mean, that's my opinion, is 
there are, in my experience, kids that are just starving for that love, affection, attention from really positive role models. So what do you see in all this in, in the work that you're doing? Well, thanks, Eric. You know, humbled to be on your program, to be a part of people that you, you see, you know, you know, just in some way. But I would say out of your core values, when I look through them, I hope to some degree I can live out, you know, all of those to, to the best of, you know, my ability with God's help to honesty, integrity, you know, those things. When you, when you speak of love, I think that's, you know, for kids, that's that part. You know, I mean, we're given the, the greatest commandment to love God and to show his love to others. But uh, I've, been a, I've been a PE coach for over 30 years, you know, certainly more than half my life. But uh, I think what a great environment to interact with kids, you know, playing Frisbee, doing that stuff, and, you know, hopefully being a, a male role model in their lives as well, uh, you know. But uh, Billy Graham, a, a, you know, a great role model for a lot of us, certainly me, but, you know, he said he believes a coach is one of the most influential people in, in America today, if not the world, uh, because there's more kids on a soccer field on a Saturday than maybe in church on a Sunday. So, you know, we feel that, you know, coach said, coach said, you can do it. Our, our, our words of affirmation in those environments, good job. You know, even if it were real is to strike out, you know, that's okay. You'll get them next time because we strike out a lot in life. So we try to find the parallels between, you know, sports and life. You know, you learn a lot between those, you know, there's inbounds, there's out of bounds, there's, there's rules, there's guidelines, you have teammates, you know, we need to get along to accomplish the common goal. And, and again, we strike out a lot, you know, but we, you know, Babe Ruth struck out more times than he hit home runs, but he stayed in the box, you know, so we can teach kids, you know, to, you know, that's all right. I'm proud of you. Three most important things you can say to a child is I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in you, you know, whether they run fast, jump high, spell good or not, that, you know, they're, they're made in the likeness and image of almighty God. And we want to be able to speak that word of affirmation into their lives through sports and through games. And, you know, there's times when I think I get to play with kids all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, it's a good life and uh, we hope we're making a difference. I yeah, I can't think of a better way to spend a day than like really enriching the life of a child. I mean, that's gotta be just incredibly yeah. filling. So how did you get started down this path of being a coach? You were a coach yeah. or a minister first, or did it kind of happen at the uh, Yeah, thank you. That's a good question. Um, I first first started out, I, I worked here on Fort Lauderdale Beach for years. Uh, I was a lifeguard, and I, I worked on the beach. And, but, um, you know, got it. Fort Lauderdale lifeguard look still. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Thanks. I, I hope that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. The, uh, the, uh, you know, I just got it tugged on my heart to, to begin to, you know, hopefully make a difference. What am I doing with my life to make a difference? And I, the first thing I did is I, I on a lunch break off the, off the lifeguard tower, I called Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America, but I called the Big Brothers program. And I said, I would like to get a, I was a single man at the time. I said, I would like to get a little brother. And so they assigned me a, a young child, seven-year-old boy who, who didn't have a father in his, in his life and I got to spend every weekend with this little guy and I realized you know what as time goes on you know it's not going to be how big our portfolio is and you know how big our house is but have we made a difference in the life of you know another human being and for me I believe you know my gift is to work with kids I just you know that's you know you get there's this there's a statistic that children laugh 400 times a day really <laughs> grown-ups laugh 25 times a day wow so, you know, I think I get to be with the happiest people on the planet, <laughs> do games and activities. So, you know, it's something I, I do with, I pray with great joy 
but I take seriously what we get to do. We can make a difference in the life of a child. And many of us yourself, maybe including we think back, you know, who spoke that value into our lives? Maybe a teacher. Yeah, certainly maybe a parent. You know, maybe a teacher, maybe a coach said, you know what, I believe in you. And uh, so I hope to be a part of that. And we have a great staff. We have great opportunities. You know, other people doing what I do. I wanted to know more about Coach Rick's staff and the type of people he had around him, the people he had working with him, and if it was a challenge to find like-minded people like that. I told him I thought he must have amazing people on his team. We do. I feel we have the best of the best. And uh, we typically, I use the phrase, we hire by the heart. Like we want people's credentials. We want their experience. We want, you know, life, life uh, opportunities to who they are before we hire them. We screen and background check. We do all the things, you know, professionally speaking. But, you know, when I interview somebody, if they begin to tear up a little bit and understand that we get to make a difference in life with child, I think I shouldn't in public broadcast, I go, if, if somebody tears up a little bit at an interview, I hire them. <laughs> it's not, you know, how much money are we going to make? What are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to get to be used to make a difference in the life of a child. And for, I mean, I just, you know, I think there's probably no greater thing to do, but we try to get people that are certainly like mine that have that common core, common thread. And, uh, you know, uh, we always kid and say, kickball's not rocket science. You know, we can teach that. Play like kickball. How do we love these kids unconditionally on the athletic field? Yeah, Man, that is just beautiful. beautiful. So you must uh, get a very special type of person that comes in and says, "Coach Rick, I, I want to be a part of this. I want this as a part of my life." I mean, I would figure you probably don't turn have to turn too many people away. I would also figure you probably don't have to go out and search and recruit. I would feel that the right people that have that same love in their heart just kind of show up on your door. Yeah, well, thanks. I find that very often I'm around that like-minded people and I'll look at our staff and I'm thinking, wow, where did they come from? They just, you know, they're, they're heaven sent, so to speak. So yeah, we get a good group and uh, yeah, they, they love these kids. And again, we hope we're making a difference, uh, you know, in the lives of these children. And, you know, very often, you know, kids will come back after they graduate high school and they go on and they come back and say, you know, coach, thanks. Thanks for the difference you made when I was a kid. You know, that's when you really know you're, uh, you're a coach, you know, when they come back after high school. Yeah. You know, I was just, it's funny. I was just going to ask you that question about, you know, what is the payoff of working with these children and their families? Wow. Right? Because thanks. look, you spoke it before and I'm a firm believer in this and that, you know, chasing money, chasing, you know, whatever material things that are out there, there comes a time, I think, and I know it did in my life, where you just kind of go, what am I doing? There's, yeah. there's meaning that I need to look at. So, you know, when you can have, like you just said, a child come back after high school, after college, and know that you still made a difference. I mean, how does that feel for you, for your team? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, that it is, too. And there's a trade-off, you know. I don't, I don't say that because you work with kids or you're an educational, you know, that you you can't make any money or you can't, you know, do those things. You, you can, you know, you can make a healthy living, but yeah, the rewards need to be, those type of things need to be the, the greater goal, you know? And, and, you know, like I just this morning came from an event, you know, it was kind of a teacher appreciation kind of thing. And, you know, I got some colorings made by five-year-olds, you know, that say, thank you. I'm thinking, you know, they'll go on my refrigerator, you know, you live for that, you, you know, you can't, that doesn't go in a portfolio or in the bank account, but boy, it goes into a, uh, I think a heavenly bank account, you know? So yeah, the 
chords are, you know, aren't, you know, uh, I don't know if there's a book on it, but you know, you, we, as life goes on, there's a, there's a book called halftime. I'm not like endorsing it, but you know, the first half of our life, we, we try to gain success. And, and the second half of our life, we start to look on and go, maybe I'd like to gain significance in the lives of others. Or we climb the ladder to success and get to the top rung and find out it's leaning against the wrong wall, you know, and go, you know, maybe I'll find out what I can do for others instead of do for myself. And I'm not claiming that's, you know, the place I live all the time, but, you know, I wouldn't trade a day of this. And, and that's not just for your interview. I wouldn't trade a day of what I get to do. And, you know, we do, we go, go to a lot of, go to a lot of birthday parties. We go to a lot of graduations, you know, we become a part of families, you know, we go to a lot of weddings as kids grow on, but you know, we go to some funerals as well. You know, we become a part of families and, and, uh, you know, we're supposed to celebrate life together as a family and we're supposed to embrace one another together when we go through tough times. And, you know, but uh, I, again, I wouldn't trade a David to get to be a part of life of, of children and families, you know, what an honor, you know. It is. I mean, I, and I can see it too, coach. I mean, I can see just the emotion in you. I mean, there's, there's both sides of it, right? There's that, that deep joy and fun and everything. And then there's that emotional side, that connection you get with these these kids and these families. And, and it is, it takes a lot of courage to do that, right? Because you know, there's going to be those times when you are going to those funerals, right? You know, yeah. there are going to be those times when these kids are going through hardship. And when you connect as deeply as you do, you know, that takes a tremendous amount of courage to do. So, I mean, I really admire what you're doing in that. Well, thank you, Eric. Yeah. And again, honored to do it. You know, I, I often think, I don't know if I would have picked me to be on the team, but you know, God, God must see, uh, you must see something that I don't, but, you know, honored to do it. And, uh, and I uh, hope to get to do it for a lot longer. <laughs> well, you will. I mean, I can feel that. You definitely uh, will. So tell me, um, how, how important do you believe it is to have strong male role models in children's lives? And are you seeing a lack uh, of this in the kids that you're working with, you know, here in America and also in some of the other countries? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, statistics prove it, you know, I don't want to just be a stats guy, but you know, there's a lot of statistics on it and, um, you know, we can go down those roads and, and, and see the lack of it and, or, you know, I know your program is about, you know, maybe, Hey guys, you know, where can we step up? You know, I mean, what's that one small thing we can do to step up? I know, you know, that many years ago, I, I just called up big brothers program and said, you know, there's a kid out there, and I thought he, that little boy was my, my favorite part of my, my life, you know what I mean? He wasn't my son, but I treated him like one, and, and I think, you know, it, I started with one, and, and, you know, if the Bible says if you're faithful with the little things, God will give you more, and, you know, I was, if I showed kindness to that, that little boy, well, then God opened the door where there's other kids, and then other kids, and, you know, and it's not rocket science to, to love a kid, you know, that I think there's a saying says, how do kids spell love? They spell T-I-M-E. They just want your time, you know, just spend time. I mean, you know, so us as guys, if we can, you know, the guys can call me eventually, give my number, we'll see if they want to come out and throw footballs with kids, you know. Uh, we'll do that. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> Yeah, we're going yeah. to a bunch of you guys that want to do it. So, um, yeah. and what do you see, you know, let's say in other, in, not in other countries specifically, but here as well, um, after you guys spend the time, because to me, I think it's time and attention, like really good attention on these, on these yeah. kids. Um, 
do you see a difference, not just in them, but like a ripple effect with men in the communities who are like, wow, I can see how this is having a tremendous impact. I want to step up and do this as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's a lot of great things going on. You know, I obviously pretty optimistic guy, but you know, there, there is, there's a lot of great things going on. There's a lot of great people and a lot of great organizations and all. Say there's a lot of great men out there that really are stepping up in their roles. And, you know, interestingly enough, they just don't make the news, you know, you know, good die, good guy does a good thing is not a headlines, you know, but you know, guys like yourself day in and day out, you're rallying and inspiring men like myself to, you know, to stay the course or to, you know, that, that what we do is, is valuable. Uh, you know, I know one, one minor thing is, minor or major i would say every time i see a dad with his kids or whatever i'll say you're a great dad you know if it's in the park uh, you know and and i just think we need to validate you know being a father being a man being those things that you know we're we get the accolades in the office or the salesman of the month and you know we kind of aspire to those things who's got the car who's got the whatever and you know but we need to value the things that really really matter and encourage other men you're a great dad we you know, you tucked your kids in last night, you know, you, you know, you, you work hard for your family doing like that. We commend those things that maybe, uh, you know, again, we're getting a lot of accolades and plaques on the wall for salesman of the month, but you know, in the end, when it's all said and done, the greater thing is, is the time invested in family. Uh, I know it's all about what you stand for in, in your program. Yeah. And, and there's a, Great guys out there, you know. There are. There's some wonderful men out there. I mean, that's what we you know yeah. we're doing is we're, we want to celebrate those men. We want to, you know, like you said it. I mean, what you just said a minute ago is beautiful. I mean, hey, you tucked your kid in last night. Yeah. You know, think about what that means. I mean, you were there. Yeah. You stayed. You were there. I mean, there's that guardianship, yeah. that protection. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think that some of us take for granted, you know. And yeah. um, it, it is that time. It is that attention. It is that love that we're showing just yeah. fantastic thanks yeah there's a, there's a saying said the the days are long but the years are short you know the things that we do day in and day out you know it seems like that's the days are long but the years are short you know that we you know value the todays the tucking a minute night kind of thing and, and whatever that might be you know it's even again being a big brother you know you know obviously a good father you know good men encourage men encouraging men and we need that Something about iron sharpening iron. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Amen. I mean, I believe that 100%. So is that one of the things that's motivated you all these years? I want to know, like, what's kept you? have been doing this how long, you said? Well, I've been, a, I've been a phys ed teacher for 32 years. So, yeah. And, you know, before that, I, I you know, just kind of grew up, you know, you know, doing healthy things, you know, doing, you know, but, uh, you know, God got a hold of my heart and it became more intentional in my life and, and doors opened up. And for that, I mean, you know, uh, people entrusted me with, you know, leadership positions to be able to teach and work with kids and, you know, the doors open up. So for that, I'm grateful. I, I hope I have made a difference, you know, if but a small one, I hope I've helped make a difference. Oh, of course. Uh, so is that the motivation? I mean, most guys, I mean, 32 years is a long time to be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> most people, well, especially these days, they're jumping careers or jumping jobs or going all yeah. over the place and trying to i don't know say find themselves or just experience different things but you know you've been at this a very long time and, and, I, and yeah. I why i mean i get your your heart is there the love is there the, the your your faith your spirituality and 
yeah. and the payoff that you, you get, is there anything else that's, that's kept you on this path for that long? Well, thanks. That's kind. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, there's, there's kids in our program whose, whose parents grew up in our program. So I'm actually teaching the next generation. So I, I often kid and I think somebody who's getting older in this equation. It, it must be the kids. <laughs> but yeah, parents who grew, are now grown ups and they're bringing their kids to us. And, uh, you know, that's, that's an extreme delight. So I'm a, a kind of a spiritual grandfather, right? But um, here's, here's a part of it is uh, um, I believe you know, it's almost I know that I know that I know that I am doing exactly what God put me on this planet to do. And that's not a proudful statement as much as a, a humble one. I, I, I love what I do. You know, there's good days and there's tough days, just like any, any job. But I know that I'm on the right path. And when we're jumping from path to path and trying to find that one, I somewhere along the way found the right one. And, and uh, I want to stay the course with that. And uh, but here's one of my inspirations. You had it. You asked. And. I come from a family of 11 kids, wow. uh, same mother and father, seven boys, four girls. I was number 10. So I was one of the little, little guys and, and I, uh, I have, you know, I would say the best family on the planet for me, but my big brothers and big sisters. And I, I tell them all the time, I, I touched base with a couple of them today and said, I'm going to be on your show. But, you know, they just loved me. They were kind to me. I was a little boy. I was a little brother. And, you know, I just, I knew it, the value. I knew the value, I felt the value of a big person speaking into the life of a little person because I was on the receiving end of that. So now I just, you know, I tell my brothers and sisters, I say, I'm just giving back what was given to me, you know, and certainly that's what, how God treats us, you know, unconditional love. But yeah, I know what it was like to be a little guy and, and you know, being valued as a little guy. And so that's what we want to do with our program is just let these kids know they matter, whether it's here or Haiti, you know, or anywhere we go that they, they, you know, they matter in the eyes of their creator. And then they matter in the eyes of the people who are around them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if we can build that self-esteem, we speak in the lives of kids and we see their shoulders come back a little bit and their, their head may come up and their posture may change. And that's because, you know, the, the power of life and death is in the words we speak. We want to speak life and blessings and encouragement and you know, uh, so honored to do it. I, I hope this doesn't sound boastful, but it's it's a privilege to be the, in the you know a part of the lives of kids, Eric. Oh, I, I can feel that a hundred percent. I don't, you know, Thanks. you talk about boasting. I, I don't think it's boasting at all. I think it's uh, inspiring, number one, and I think it's something that you know all men feel in some way, but few actually take steps and leaps and and do it. And and I think we can do more. I know I personally can do more in even little ways to, to kind of influence and mentor and change and inspire and motivate. So, yeah, no, not, not boasting at all. It is an amazing thing that you do day in and day out every day. So thank you, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. We see the tutoring programs that have come out. There's, you know, opportunities that are, you know, uh, they're even doing tutoring online now, you know, you can, you know, you can have a five-year-old or, you know, a first grader read, to you on the internet, you know, on the internet without having to visit the classroom, they can have somebody who helps them, you know, I mean, just technology has made it, you know, in a good way that, you know, you can be a part of kids' lives and mentoring you know, from the office, so to speak. Sure. The, the barriers and the bars and the excuses have become less and less. Yeah. Yeah. And again, your program is to inspire and, you know, I'm honored to be 
you know, counted in as somebody, you know, to be on your show. Uh, but, you know, again, there's a lot of great guys out there doing a lot of great things and living out those core values. I mean, even for you to put those into black and white, into print, for me to look at and think, wow, how does that, how does that play out in my life? And, you know, challenge is good for us as guys. You know, we yeah. like a little bit of challenge. And, you, you know, your, your, uh, your testimony has challenged my life. <laughs> yeah, the challenge is good. You know, I'm glad you brought that up too. And, and first, I appreciate you say about the, you know, the core values. I mean, those are the ones, wasn't just me, it's a group of us, a group of really committed men put that list of, of seven core values together because it was important for us. And it was something we wanted to look at in our lives and say, am I living these core values daily? Wow. And just use that as a guide. And so, I really appreciate what you said. You know, um, we appreciate it as a group, what you said. Fantastic. Yeah. But you mentioned challenges, and I agree with you. Challenges are amazing. I think that the more we challenge ourselves, the more we challenge, uh, you know, those that are, I don't want to just specifically say children, but it could be anyone that we're mentoring or working with. Uh, we as men in our group, we hold each other accountable. We challenge each other. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced in your life yeah you know I, i'm glad I, I think if there's anything that was on my notes I'll, I'll add it's not answering the question right away but the the, the uh, accountability in my life that's something you know as, as a grown man and and you know in leadership roles that i've i've uh, invited in i've invited other men into my life to, to hold me accountable and it's been huge you know it's uh we there's a saying say and and teammates you know involving people that you know as a leader give people on staff the opportunity to for input and value to say if you want to go far uh, if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far do it together so you know if you get people you're going to go farther you, know, you can run fast alone but you know and so yeah in these past few years uh you know god has matured me in ways to bring other men into my life and you know, A for accountability. And, and, you know, we do need each other. You can encourage each other as we challenge each other. And also that pat on the back for good job being, you know, a man of integrity and living out honesty and, you know, you know, integrity. I looked up some of the words to go, <laughs> you know, being the same in public as you are behind closed doors, you know, right. You know, be, real, be who you are, you know, and just, uh, yeah, live life in yeah. integrity. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, some of the challenges I think, you know, have been probably sure tailing off of that statement is to, to realize that I, I need other men in my life to, you know, come alongside and, you know, we do not become weary in well-doing and, you know, whether that's meant for, for not just validation, but encouragement to stay the course. You've encouraged me today and for accountability to, to stay the course, uh, keeping, you know, on, on the straight and narrow and on that path. So, uh, yeah, it's a healthy thing. You know, I'm proud to say that I have it in my life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, were there challenges getting your, your program into other countries, other states? I mean, did you have any obstacles there? I mean, because this is an amazing, again, coming from your heart. Uh, and I think a lot of men that are listening, um, I know in some of the men that I've spoken with, they have a dream, they have a vision, they hit up against an obstacle or a challenge, and they tend to fall back. Yeah. Wither away or look at it in other words saying oh maybe the universe is telling me i shouldn't be doing this yeah in your case you've accomplished all of these things did you bump up against any obstacles in the way and, and how did you overcome them and, and 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 be able to succeed the way that you have 
Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I, I would think, uh, you know, even when it's said, you know, kind of to see it in print, to see five states and six countries and think, holy cow, who did that? You know, and, and I'm privileged to be the president and the founder of the organization, but I'm like, it's too good to be a, to be a guy. It's got to be God, you know, so, so knowing that he's, you know, he is greatly in that equation. And, and uh, you know, I, I believe in what we're doing. So I think that passion drives you know, when there is a wall, when there's hurdles and there's bumps and the potholes, which come into every environment, you know, and situation. But I, mean, I definitely passionately believe in what we are doing. And, you know, that's a driving force, you know, on those rainy days, quote unquote. And, um, yeah, there's been obstacles. I mean, you know, I get with other guys that, you know, work in programs like I do and things like that. And it's almost like, how do you get resources? You know, those same things. I don't want to say we beg I shouldn't say big borrow and steal, but you know what? We're writing grants. We do these things. This is, you know, it's not going to, you know, fall off a, a tree, but, you know, I, again, the motivating factor is the ultimate outcome. And, and, you know, what are the measurable successes? What is that? You know, is that a handwritten card from a kindergartner with a crayon going, you know, is that a measurable success? Well, maybe not in, in the world standards, but in, in, uh, in God's standards and, you know, you kind of, there's the thing called the law of the scoreboard, you know, how do you know when you're winning or you're successful? Well, you know, if lives are touched and they're impacted and, you know, you can bring joy and a smile, well, you know, that's a win. So, uh, you know, I guess it's almost, a, I would say a different rule book, but it's, it's a guidebook that uh, maybe doesn't mirror, you know, business, quote unquote, you know, because it's impacting lives. So I would think, yeah, that, that would be a great way to, you know, face the challenges that you've had, knowing that's the end result. Hallelujah. That being the thing, right? So yeah, little minor things become like, look, that's writing a grant or, or having to go out and, like you said, big borrow, steal for money is nothing when you consider what the end result is going to be in that. So yeah. is that correct in saying that's a great mindset to have to kind of overcome these obstacles and challenges as you go? Hey, look yeah. at the off down the line. Amen. Yeah. Is it worth it? You know, and, and, you know, one way or the other, there's going to be a trade-off no matter what we do, you know, everything has a trade-off. And I think, you know, when it's all said and done, I, you know, I hope that we've made a difference in the lives of kids and that's, you know, uh, again, I, that's, it's worth it all, you know, and, it, and God has sent great people around that, that, that believe in what we do. And, you know, you, we, in this day and age, you, you do have to do it with excellence. You know, it's not just, you know, I've learned more and more. It's, it's not just happy, go lucky, have fun with kids. We want to do it well, screening and background check, these things, you know, uh, education continue to, to stay in, in uh, connection with, with what's current, what these kids are going through in life in, in you know, 2019, you know, uh, all of those things to be, you know, to have a good advisory board, to have good standards, to be good stewards of finances and resources. And, you know, people believe in a, somebody who's passionate about what they do, but they want to also see is that, are you a good steward of, of resources and, and the things? So, you know, we, with a lot of joy, we want to do it well. And, uh, you know, I hope we, uh, you know, are, are doing it well on the field and off the field. <laughs> it's, it's so important. I mean, you say excellence. I mean, that is just, to me, has to be the standard, right? There's so often we go, yeah, it's good enough. Or yeah. you know, I just mm -hmm. want to go play with kids. I don't want to worry about all this other stuff that has to happen. Yeah. But, but knowing and doing it with excellence is so important. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's easy to be status quo, you know, and it's easy to live in mediocrity. And I think, but that's not what we're called to do. We're, you know, we're called to set a standard and to set a pace. And, you know, I, I, you know, God has to remind me a lot, you know, that, you know, the Bible says he who has been given a lot of much of him will be required. So I feel I'm healthy. I'm of sound mind. I can do, you know, then, well, if I've got that, then I'm required. To, to do with it well, you know, he who's been given much, much is him is much required. So I hope uh, the gifts that we have to make a difference, you know, yeah. Sure. I mean, giving back, right? It's about giving, I mean, giving back. back. Amen. Yeah. Yep. Not as hard as it seems, you know, in, in any way, shape or form, you know, there's a lot of great organizations, a lot of great opportunities. And here, you know, where we live in, or in any community, there's, there's always a place to give and, you know, it's uh, yeah, I think it's about breaking the inertia, breaking the desire to just want to sit on the couch. Right. Yeah. There are those opportunities. They're everywhere. There's great organizations like yours that are looking for for men to step up, looking for men to help out, looking for men to make a difference. And it's just a matter of making the decision, I believe, making the decision and going, you know, I could sit on the couch and watch the game tonight or I could really help in the life of someone else. Yeah. You know, uh, going back uh, years back, I, I remember an article, in, uh, not an article, there was an advertisement in the, in the newspaper, and it said, be a hugger, headline, a hugger, like hugging people, be a hugger, H-U-G-G-E-R, be a hugger. And I, I read on, and it was, they were getting volunteers to work with uh, Special Olympics. So to be a hugger was you became a buddy for a particular, maybe, a, you know, a, a boy with, with Down syndrome or whatever for the day. And during his athletic competition in Special Olympics, you were the one that was supposed to be at the finish line to hug him when he crossed the finish line. And I thought, be a hugger. I was like, I could do that. I could do that. And it was so simple, yet so profound. Because I remember that, you know, that one day, I mean, I was a hugger, but that kid did more for me than I could ever do for him. And I'm thinking, be a hugger, be a high fiver, be a you know, be a word of affirmation, be a pat on the back. We use a saying at our, for our staff, we go, when in doubt, clap. <laughs> just clap. When you're not sure what to do, just clap. <laughs> Nonverbal communication. Kids are going, I don't know what I did good, but coach is clapping. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, be a hugger, man. You know, let's clap for somebody today, you know? That homeless guy on the side of the road with that sign, you know, that's somebody's son, that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's father, somebody's uncle, you know, let them know, you know, you're going to get through this, you know, whether you give them a buck or not, but man, there's by the grace of God, there go I, you know, that we find a way to, to not shame people in tough times, you know, we encourage them and you know what they say, somebody's never so tall, uh, somebody's never so tall as when they kneel down to help someone in need, you know, or a man is never so big as when he kneels down to help someone in need. So, you know, it's out there, you know, be a hugger. <laughs> Such powerful statements, you know, to be a hugger, to clap for someone. Uh, there's an incredible simplicity in those actions, but the impact on others is profound. So I got a couple of the men from the round table together to get their take on what Coach Rick was saying. 
uh, about encouraging each other. You're going to hear first from Barry, and then Frank, and then John. Rob talks about acknowledge, appreciate, admire, and respect. You know, when you're clapping for somebody, when he said that, that's what I got from that. Yeah. The thing that jumped out to me about that as well, just the entire topic, is I think society in general, and men probably more so in some cases, everything's competitive. And you rarely see somebody that has accomplished something, just genuine appreciation. You know, it's usually more of a judgment because it's something maybe you wanted and you're not, or you're not there yet, um, opposed to just really sitting back and just appreciating someone else's winning. Yeah, and Frank, the, uh, there's another quote in there. He says, if, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, do it together. That kind of, to me, is like the like enough of the competition stuff. Let's work together and let's encourage each other. And that, that whole theme was extremely inspire, inspiring. Yeah, and I agree with John. It is very inspiring. And that's why it's so important as men, we keep striving to inspire each other and to appreciate each other's accomplishments. So now I wanted to hear from Coach Rick on what he considered to be his biggest successes and accomplishments. And here's what he told me. Well, that's huge. Uh, you know, again, to see your list of, of you know, qualities of what would be, you know, a, a man, you know, a true man, you know, humility and integrity and honesty, love, these type of things that, you know, make for, uh, you know, the, my, my greatest challenge is can I live that out? You know, I think that, you know, along the way I've seen, I've had great opportunity privileges i think somewhere along the way if, if uh, i had the privilege to carry the olympic torch good i'm glad you brought that up because i was going to ask you about that that was yeah. the right? 2002 salt lake city olympics uh, you know and i say this humbly but it's it's you know it sometimes we need that win win behind our sails you know uh, not to live for accolades uh, but to you know when they come to realize okay hopefully you know we are making a difference if, if these things come along but yeah i had the privilege to carry the olympic torch for the salt lake city olympics for 2002 the winter games but the olympic committee had felt that our program had uh um, inspired young people around the world for what the uh, what the olympics stand for not just in athletics but actually in integrity determination perseverance and commitment so they felt that our program had done that for young people even though we do teach sports so they'll say you carried the Torch, what sport did you play? I didn't play any. I, but we had we got to inspire kids in integrity, determination, perseverance, and commitment, which makes for the true Olympiad. It makes for really yeah, a true. Of course. So, so yeah, we, yeah. what does mm-hmm. it carry it? I mean, how, you're carrying the torch. Their there people are in the streets. Yeah. Listen, I mean. Oh yeah. That experience. Well, thanks. I got the privilege carried here in Fort Lauderdale, but I, I carried it with uh, Dan Marino and Venus and Serena Williams. So wow. People had been nominated, but because they work with young people, they have foundations and things like that, not because they're, they're athletic superstars, although they are. Uh, but yeah, so I was in good company, I would say that. But uh, I also carried it with, a, there was a young lady who had started a cheerleading, a, I say a cheerleading team for children with, with kids with special needs. So when I carried my leg of the thing, there was hundreds of kids on the side of the road in their yellow Saint shirt. So, you know, I had I, I used the quote, I said, while my hand was on the torch, all of our hearts were in that flame. 
So I carried the Olympic torch, but in it was the flame. So while my hand was on the torch, all of our hearts were in that flame. You know, the Olympics are huge. It's the one day, the one, you know, a couple of weeks, the whole world comes together uh, in not at war, but in healthy, uh, healthy competition. So yeah, the Olympics are a big deal, but yeah. So, uh, but like that young lady, she carried it on another leg and there were all these kids with special needs on the side of the road with all gold, gold medals on and things and go, you know what, these are, you know, everyday people doing good for others, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I was, um, I mean, you know, these are just great opportunity. I was recently in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz Foundation. Uh, he's, he's got a foundation that works, uh, you know, people all over the world. But one of his extensions of it is the, the Haiti Project. But um, I was recognized as one of the top 10 people in the country, showing the love of God to others. And, and with us, there was 10 of us. There was a, a military veteran there. There was a fire chief there. There was a 20-year-old girl with Down syndrome who just showed God's love wherever she went, you know, and I thought these are these are these, you know, modern day heroes of, you know, uh, and there was a 10-year-old boy with an inoperable brain tumor, you know, that, you know, you think here's a kid in that situation, but he permeated God's love to others. So, you know, it's, uh, it's not, I, I'm, I'm, it almost sounds boastful and it's not meant to be. I'm just humbly honored to be, you know, used by God and, you know, uh, hope I'm putting a smile on my heavenly father's face. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt that you are. I mean, right. how did it feel standing there with those, those nine other people uh, being honored for that? And then see, you know, seeing, let's just call it yourself, seeing yourself and those other nine, seeing those nine and you and the 10 of you there being honored for what you've done. I mean, what was that feeling? Well, yeah, thanks for asking, because it's a little bit surreal, because it's almost to see it in photographs. And I think, holy cow, that's me standing there, for one. But I also, one of the things that stood out the most was I was in the company of heroes. There's this young boy going through so much in his family. And, you know, their faith was just unbelievable in such, you know, tough circumstances. And military veterans, I have such great respect for people who served our country. Our freedom is not free. People have paid great prices and made great sacrifices. You know, the things that I hope to not take for granted today. But, you know, I wonder who's the, who's the real heroes here. I didn't, I didn't figure myself. But, you know, I did see this 20-year-old this girl with Down syndrome. And she was just beaming away. And I remember kind of standing up and, you know, kind of waving. And she was just sitting in her seat smiling away. And I thought... I better sit back down and just, you know, I better just sit back down and remember uh, where I am here. So, <laughs> just the lessons you learned. <laughs> she didn't stand up waving to anybody. I better, I better get back in my seat and, and recognize, you know. Uh, yeah, again, it's, you know, and these, I would say they are fuel, fuel for the flame to, you know, to keep making a difference. And, you know, we use this phrase one day at a time, one life at a time, one opportunity at a time. You know, most of us are not given great opportunities to reach thousands, you know, if not hundreds of thousands, but, but we, we're supposed to love that one person that's standing in front of us one day at a time, one life at a time, one opportunity at a time. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, a day turns into a week and a week turns into 32 years, you know, and it's one day at a time, one life at a time, one opportunity at a time. 
Exactly right. We have we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants, is what I like to say. Wow, oh, I love that phrase. What yeah. we do it's because of the men who have come before, the men who have meant so much in my life, and you know we're standing on their shoulders. They they are they're the ones who made this possible. Wow, good word. We're standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. So who whose shoulders are you standing on? Right. Who inspired you? Who are your mentors? Who are the men that really got you going? You know, you said your brothers and sisters. Yeah, sisters yeah, that, talked about God and and who else? Who else inspires you and motivates you to do what you're doing? Yeah, thanks. I um, when I was in high school, my football coach, you know, he he was uh, you know a tough coach and he was he was driven. But I feel that he always had a sparkle in his eye that he he saw in me what I did not see in myself, and somehow he was able to to fan that flame and to bring out the best, you know, and so. Yeah, I mean, I was inspired, you know, by my coach. He he got to come back on his 80th birthday. My coach came back and visited me with hundreds of kids that I work with today. And I thought, you know, calling him coach, I said, coach, this is your fruit. This is your fruit. I'm standing on your, you know, your shoulders and making a difference here, but this is your fruit. And, you know, we just never know, you know, and, and you know, a guy like him would think, I didn't do anything. My, my older brothers and sisters say, but we didn't do, we didn't do anything. I'm like, it's all that little stuff, you know, it's when in doubt clap, you know, when in doubt clap, you know, you, uh, you, so, uh, you know, I think again, life is made up a whole bunch of a whole bunch of little things that, that add up to a lifetime. So, uh, sure. That's a, you know, the legacy you know, is the word that comes to me. Like, legacy. Oh, absolutely. Legacy, your legacy, yeah. you know, this yeah. passed down for lifetimes because the kids, yeah. You know, you taught to clap when in doubt, clap. They're going to teach when the kids when in doubt, clap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, amen. And, you know, clap for one another. You know what I mean? We're in this, in this race of life, you know, but ultimately we need to cheer each other on. We can all make the finish line. You know, I've run uh, 19 marathons, 26.2 mile marathons. I, I've run two marathons, so, uh, but I haven't run one in 10 years. But nonetheless, I wear a shirt that says, go Rick go on it on the front so i'll run through city street new york city marathon you know san diego marathon. but people are cheering going go rick go they see my name and you know what the ninth in 26 miles you need people to cheer your name and clap so i think you know what that's and i i think of a marathon like life you know what it's not who finishes first you know it's the fact that we want to finish you know and people in a marathon are not racing maybe at the front of the pack they're racing each other but I think everybody wants each other to finish because they knew what it took to get there. You know, they knew the training hours to get there. There's a, a story of the, the guy who won the New York City Marathon when he crossed the finish line. They were interviewing him. And they said, tell us, you know, what's your name and, you know, how, how did it feel and all that other stuff. And he goes, I'm not the one you want to interview. Now, he's the winner of the New York City Marathon and maybe Boston. Marathon. He said, the one you want to interview is going to cross this finish line in about eight hours from now. And he said, oh, yeah, what's their name? He said, I don't know what their name is, but you can call them determination. So what he meant is he had the gift to run fast, and he worked hard at it. But it's that person who's crossing that finish line last. Right. That's After all the lights are off and the cameras have gone. The cameras are gone. Home, yeah. still running. And they're still out there running. He said, in eight hours from now, somebody's going to cross this. And their name is determination. That's so, beautiful. I love that. Stay the course. We went in down clap. We need to clap for each other.
we encourage <laughs> no, each okay. other. Yeah, the feeling I get from that too is, you know, stay on the side of the road for that eight hours and wait for that guy yeah. to finish line and be there clapping for them. Wow. Right? It's not just about the guy who came in first, but be there for the guy who's coming in last. Hallelujah. And, yep. and cheer them on just as hard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost a different set of rule book. You know, it's a different rule book that, you, you know, your program inspires people to live by. You know, what does it mean to live with honesty and integrity and, you know, to actually love unconditionally? And oh, absolutely. I mean, those progress. are. You know, listen, you know, you live in love, right? I mean, your, your job and what you do, you live in love, but so many of us don't. You know, we're in that highly competitive corporate office and, and people trying to outdo each other and, you know, families, you know, have situations where they may be broken and there's not enough love in the families. And that's why that's so important to us. It's, it's one of those seven core values that I really look at every day and say, where am I not being enough love? Where can I be more love and for who? So uh -huh. well, I think your, your story of be a hugger and when in mm. doubt, clap to me, that is, just, <laughs> I'm not sure. that's just a love, right? That's just, uh -huh. you know, yeah. just bringing it out there. Amen. Yeah. 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 We're called to encourage one another. I think in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, you know, the, the cowardly line, he didn't have any courage, you know, but all he needed was somebody to encourage him. Right. You know, it's like, you know, let's encourage each other. You know, life is tough, man. You know, and again, Eric, I'm honored to be on your show. I don't want to make it sound like I've done something great or good or, you know, but uh, honored to be a part of guys that, you know, uh, are in your circle. And, you know, we're all works in progress, man. You know, we all have different gifts and different, you know, abilities and we're supposed to use them, you know, like you say, with excellence. And, you know, I'm privileged to work with kids, but it's no different. You know, I think I can't trade places with the guy that, you know, the police officer, the firefighter, they're going into buildings going, oh my gosh, I, I, I throw Frisbees for a living. You know, I don't have to wear a bulletproof vest. You know, there's people that are doing what they're called to do and, you know, maybe not making the news. But, uh, you know, so again, I say humbly, I'm honored to be a part of your team. And there's a lot of great people out there doing what they're gifted to do. And I think that's the key. You said, you know, find out what we're gifted to do and do it with excellence, you know? Yeah. And you know what, Rick, we're honored to have you on because, uh, you uh, know, we love to celebrate great men who are doing great things. Like you said, even the, the police and firemen, I mean, they're doing it, you know, out of duty to us to protect yeah. the rest of us every single day so we don't have to worry. Yeah. And, you know, there's men like you that are doing it unsung, you know, just uh, there's no headlines every day say hey rick hugged a kid today rick threw a frisbee today yeah but it's just the impact is so amazing so we just love having men like you on where we yeah. can actually hear your stories inspire uh, others with like look this is really all it takes right it's not about yeah. having those headlines not about checks with lots of zeros i mean you know that that's great to have but at the end of the day doing what you're doing day in and day out and bringing that joy and love is so unbelievably important so we thank you for that well thanks eric uh, i'm honored by the way you put it you know and again I, I just want to commend other other men doing with their gifts what they're doing you know and uh, honored to get you know be able to do what i do and you know we made a day of it so so now you know you've been doing this for you know over 30 years what would you tell teenage coach rick if you could go back and talk to yourself back in your teenage years 
What would uh -huh. you yeah, well, that's that's fun to ask. Uh, teenage Rick, <laughs> teenage coach Rick. Um, I believe that, you know, there were a lot of great values uh, poured into my life, you know, raised well a family with 11 kids. You know, we learned to share a lot. <laughs> we, you know, uh, number 10 out of 11, I learned about hand-me-downs for like, and, you know, but, uh, you know, we learned a lot of things regarding integrity and those types of things. They were high on our list. And, uh, you know, going back to even as a, when I was in high school, uh, I, my, I took a psychology class. I majored in psychology and emphasis on early childhood development I have three years of Bible college. I mean, I want to be good at what I do. There's, but there's, you know, God saw fit that I, even back in high school, I was interested in human nature and the things that make us tick, so to speak. But um, as a high school or junior year, I was able to go to an elementary school and help out a child if I wanted to, as a part of my psychology class, it was, you know, even then at 16 years old, now I just got my driver's license. I thought I, I could actually drive my car off school property during school. It was, might've been one of the motivators, but you know, I had to, I had it in me to, at that age, even to, to be a part of the life of a child. And in my senior year, I got another kid that I could go to elementary school and be a tutor. I look back now and I'm thinking, wow, I was, you know, I won't say I was pretty well grounded, but that's a pretty good motivation and aspiration for, you know, 16, 17 year old kids. So, um, you know, I'm glad that I was raised the way I was. I think those are the things that, you know, I've held true to for the most part in my life uh, today. And it's not a pat on the back, but, but I also recognize the values that I can now use the platform, for lack of a better term, that God has given me to speak those same things to children, to young people or, you know, young kids, teenagers, meaning, you know, we need to honor our military veterans. We need to respect our police officers. You know, the firefighters, these are unsung heroes. You know, these are day in and day out that freedom isn't free. You know, we do some policy type things, you know, that when, uh, if we got a group of kids and in a soccer game, they score a goal. We have that whole team that scored. Everybody goes down on one knee and points to heaven. And we say, God gets the glory. Who scored the goal? Well, well, you know, Joey scored the goal, but who gave him the ability to score? God did. So let's all go down on one knee and give glory to God, you know, and it's, it's a neat sight. You look on, you see 11 kids go down rather than patting, you know, you know, patting your own chest. I guess we teach them, you know, let's remember where all good things come from and that's God. And we have another policy. And these are things that I, through this, you know, influence in the lives of kids, we can pass on these good qualities like your program represents, you know, um, honesty, were you safer? Were you out? We don't need the referee to tell you or the umpire, you know, you know, in your heart, you know, honesty, you know, you know, if you lie and you're safe, you, you know, it still doesn't pay off. That'll haunt you. <laughs> but you make your um, own calls, honestly. <laughs> make your own calls. But we do a thing if we hear a siren, if we hear an ambulance or a fire truck going by, we stop and we pray. We just take a moment. We pray for that situation. We can't help. There's nothing we can do about it, but we can pray. We used to do that as kids. My mom would say, there's an ambulance. Everybody pray. You know, you know we, we didn't realize the impact when we were kids, but now I look on and when you see a bunch of kids stop and pray and go, wow, that's character. That's these things in your list. That's love. That's compassion. That's, you know, integrity. That's sensitivity. That's unselfish. You know, that's kind. You know, these are, you know, admirable qualities. You know, we try to have guest speakers come out and 
you know, have military veterans come and, you know, kids acknowledge somebody in uniform is, is you know, they're on the front lines while we sleep in peace, and, you know, in comfort and safety. So, uh, Powerful yeah. that you let them see that and that they know that, right? And uh, they grow up knowing that. This is someone, man, woman, who is there to protect me even when I don't see them. Yeah, amen. Yeah, somebody's sitting on that wall right now, you know, guarding it. So, yeah. I mean, the wall of wherever that wall might be. Sure. It could, it could be a metaphysical wall. It doesn't have to even be. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be any type of wall. They are there protecting us in that yeah. space, and the appreciation for them is Amen. immense. Absolutely yeah. immense. Yeah. Then we don't live in entitlement. You know, we don't live in entitlement. This is our freedom is not free, and these things, and you know, it brings a sense of a gratitude and humility. You know what? You know, we work for what we need to work for what we get. You know, life doesn't hand us everything. Those are great core values, right? And you, you know, most things, those formidable years, kids are learning so much by the, you know, by the time they're 12 years old, they're going to form so many opinions about life. And, you know, I hope we get to speak that into them. And so, uh, you know, role models out here in my life, my, my coaches, teachers, you know, probably ones that would never know what they did, but, you know, they, they, uh, they believed in me as a kid and I hope I passed that on. I, I look on to people like Billy Graham and these people that, but, you know, people that live that I have you know pastors here that you know and and the everyday you know people that are you know parents I don't mean everyday but you know parents who entrust us with their kids and we validate them as being great parents and you know to have dad say to me you know coach thanks for being part of my kid's life thinking that's a huge entrustment you know to be a part of children's lives so uh you know these everyday heroes that that don't make the news you know you know, and what you just said is so powerful, too, when these fathers come to you and, and give you the appreciation for what you're doing in their life. That takes a real man, and I, and I, and I really appreciate you, you saying that, because it does take a real man to say to another man, hey, I really appreciate what you have done in the life of my child, right? Standing shoulder to shoulder, helping raise these, these young people and getting them, you know, to, to, to grow up strong is so oh, yeah. important and so powerful and and i i believe we need more of that you know that that uh, side by side helping each other that what's the old saying it takes a village right it's a village yeah right? Mm -hmm. right getting this done yeah so, yeah i was almost going to say that phrase it takes a village you know we use again we we use the term we co-labor with parents you know the parents are the ultimate voice in their child's life you know but and, and we, you know, we say to kids, remember to tell your mom and dad, I love you. Remember to speak those words, you know, remember to tell your mom and dad, thank you for what they've done, you know. And, you know, parents, they say, but sometimes that light bulb goes off when they hear it outside of the home, you know. That, you know, coach says, uh, somebody had said having a coach before your name is almost like having MD after your name. The doctor said, eat all your vegetables, you know, we can be. You know, honor your mother and father, make your bed, do your chores. You know, we can be that other voice, to, you know, co-labor with what parents are doing. And they're like, you know, co coach said validates what mom and dad say. But, you know, we, we do. We want to honor parents in front of their children. And we want to honor children in front of their parents. You know, be a part of that, a part of that family core value. Um, you know, oh, and, it's so beautiful to see that because it is both ways. Right. Amen. Just parents yeah. saying and encouraging the kids 
it's the other way as well. And I think the kids are learning that appreciation as they grow. Yeah, it's a big deal. Those major words, you know, please, thank you, all that stuff, you know. We don't live in, we live in gratitude. Yeah. So um, as we're wrapping this up, Coach, uh, what would you tell the, the men listening about being more successful? How can they be more successful? I mean, you said a lot of it, just this appreciation, everything. But is there anything you want to add about just really being successful in your family and life, whatever it may be? Yeah. Well, thank you. It's, uh, how to be successful, I, I think, is probably the, the greatest thing for me personally. I can't speak for, but I would say, you know, how do we define success? You know, that would be the thing. If we can't define it, then we can't achieve it. You know, you, you know, if we figure out what that bullseye is we're aiming at. Um, and, you know, what is success? And I think your core values are, you know, emulate a life of success. You know, if you live in honesty, you live in, you know, love, you live in integrity, you know, those things that you live with courage, have success. Care. You know what? I may not be the, you know, the CEO or the richest guy or they have the biggest biceps in town. You know what I mean? Those things that we, we think make for either a man or, or success. You know, that it's defined by, you know, the condition of our heart, you know, and, uh, and I haven't achieved any of this stuff, but I, but I know that I've over time learned to uh, define success a bit differently, you know. And so what is success for you? Well, this is like you know, I, I almost think like coming from this uh, teacher appreciation event, I think, you know, I, and I just think of this now, maybe not a wallet full of money. But I have a folder full of, you know, cards drawn by, you know, kids. And I'm thinking, you know, what? that's a win. You know, that's a win for me. That's a, that's a star, a gold star on the success list. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. And before we finish, you know, you said there were the three most important things you can say to a child. I would love for you to repeat those because they are so incredibly important. Well, thank you. Yeah, I believe the three most important things you can say to a child is, I love you, I'm proud of you, I believe in you. You know, that we affirm they're unconditionally loved. You know, um, we value them. I believe in you means it doesn't matter how well you do. I believe in you. You know, you're a winner because you're made in the likeness and image of Almighty God. You don't have to run fast, jump high, spell good or not. I love you, I'm proud of you, I believe in you. And even for us as men, as grown men, you know, I don't, I don't want to get over, overanalyzed, but, you know, many counselors are in offices with men today. And, you know, we're still, you know, men that are still crying on the inside to hear those words. I'm proud of you. You know, there's, you know, I'm proud of you. I believe in you. I love you, buddy. You know, and, and so again, we say it to kids and maybe they hear it more often, but we as grownups, as adults, we need to, we need to validate those words to each other. I know they, they not just say love to me, they shout love to me when somebody says I'm proud of you proud of what you've done with your life that's huge and I'm I'm a grown man you know but those are big words proud of you I believe in you and I love you whether you run fast jump I spell good or not amen amen coach I mean and you know listen I am um, proud of you for what you have done I mean just um, to, to, to devote your life to this to make such an impact and such a difference in the lives of kids all these years and doing that I mean absolutely i'm proud of you for doing that we're honored to have you on the show and uh, to hear your stories and and learn from you and be inspired by you so i for one absolutely appreciate you taking the time and being here with us today 
Thank you, Eric. Honored to be a part of your team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, it, and you will be a part of our team. I mean, I'm, I, we have guys that we work with, and, and I'm about to, as soon as I hit stop on this recording, I'm going to text them and say, hey, listen, I just spoke to an absolutely amazing man today, and he really believed in our core values, and we spoke about it a lot, and they'll, they'll be proud of that because we, we wow. took a lot of time in putting that list together and really feeling into what does it really take to be a man. Amen. Well, I, I told you, Eric, you're, you're a great man with a great vision. <laughs> right? Well, you're an amazing guy with an amazing vision. And I, I appreciate that. And after this, we're going to have to get together and, and uh, you know, have some coffee or something and, and sit down and just talk because I know we could, we could go on for another hour and a half and, and, yeah. or and, and just keep going. But I would love to do that. Yeah. I, mean, I know you're busy and you're traveling and everything. Just, you know, yeah. you've got myself. Just text me. Let me know. When you're free, um, as long as I'm not doing an interview or have a meeting, I, I would love to, you know, sit down and talk more about this and talk more about how I can get involved in your organization. What we'll do is, uh, I meant to mention this, um, we'll mention at the end of the episode, during the episode and at the end of the episode, how to get a hold of mm -hmm. your organization, how to get involved in your organization, how to donate, volunteer time, whatever it is that you need, you let me know. And we'll make sure that we mention it. We have three interstitials during the show. Okay. Uh, uh, most importantly, at the end, I also want to include it on the website under where we put your episode. We'll have, you know, here's how to get a hold of Coach Rick and his organization and help them out. So make sure to email that all to me. If it's different than what's on the website or you have a special thing you want to do or give me a list of the kind of things you're looking for or need, we will 100% Wow. Okay for you and make sure that you know our listeners all over because look there might be you know people in some of the other states or people in states that you don't have an organization that are just like you know what i want to help these kids amen right? I yeah i want to help these kids and yeah. i want to make sure i get it out there so we're going to include yeah. um um in the in the episode and and make sure that we we get you as much help as we can and when and then whatever i can do you know great thank you well this was a biggie i didn't want to say too much in, in you know Pleading the case or the cause. No, no, you, you, know, you know what you're doing. You know your audience. Yeah. No, we'll do it for you too. I mean, I'll, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll do it at the end, and I'll say, you know, coming from my heart after speaking with you and learning about everything that you do, that you know, we really want to uh, make sure we can help you as much as possible. What What's the kind of stuff you're you're looking for right now? What's your well? I mean, I, I mean, I would rather have it come from you. I like what you say after hearing this. You know, from your heart to the to your listeners. I think that's a big deal um I, I would say you know if they want to call and they find out what they're you know maybe they're inspired to, you know i don't say just donate but i mean you know time talent treasures whatever they have i'll meet them where they're at kind of thing you know yeah yeah i don't know if there's necessarily a list you know on that we have you know depending on the who it is but we're we're open for time talent or treasures i love you know, that i love you know, you know it's something too. like i had people say when we were starting this show and doing something and they said what do you need yeah and my answer was what do you what can you bring well can, yeah amen yeah you, you know what i mean and i always find yeah. that when i when i tell somebody what i need puts a limitation on mm -hmm. right oh yeah. i need donations and they're thinking only in terms of you know what i mean yeah I yeah say, well i need your time or what but when i say what can you give what can you bring and you know it opens up this whole world they may say something that yeah. i never thought of yeah, 
No, I'm with you. That, that's exactly it. Wheelhouse yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll keep it open and we'll say, just listen, get a hold of Saints of Florida. You know, just whatever you can do, whatever you're feeling in your heart, whatever God's telling you, whatever Great. inspiration you have, you know, bring it. Great. Thanks. You're so good at what you do. Thank you. <laughs> I want to send a couple of guys your way that, that serve with, uh, with men ministries and things that you do. I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, like the church I spoke at, the Jubilee, I sent you the promo. You know, I'll connect yeah. Yeah. there. Yeah, Absolutely. these guys are, you know, paralleling exactly what your your mission is and your vision. You know? Yeah, you know, we're looking to mix it with, you know, men like yourself, who we call the unsung heroes that people may not have heard about outside of, you know, certain communities. And then mm -hmm. men like, like a Carson Wentz, for instance, you know, who's known for one thing. He's known for being an amazing quarterback mm -hmm. for the Eagles, right. but he's not as known for what he's doing you know, um, in his spare time. Yeah. You know, we'd love to talk to him too and say, you know, listen, Carson, we're going to get you on, but we don't want to talk about football. Yep. We want to talk about what it is you're doing, your passions, your purpose, how you're giving back, how you're inspiring other people. We want you to do that to inspire other men because they're going to go, I had no idea Carson Wentz was doing that. So, yeah, yeah. Those kind of people too, definitely. So think on both terms. We want to hear absolutely about these these men that are doing the ministries and, and about men that you may have crossed paths with who are more known but we can talk about things that will bring way more to somebody than learning about oh how boy uh -huh. how i'm thinking we don't want to talk about football you know uh, exactly we've heard it we've heard all those stories heard all that. that's right yeah we want the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah we want to hear about right. carson wentz right that, that yeah. amen yeah yeah. Right? yeah 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 not the quarterback yeah. Eric, you're great at what you do. I'm thrilled by our friendship that's growing here. You know, oh, we have me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Yeah. And um, so what I'll do is I will send you a follow-up email. I'll let you know when this is going to air. We're going to launch. We're hoping um, uh, July 15th or that week at some point. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. I don't know what order we're going to put episodes in. We're going to try to mix yep. things up and and get them going, but I'll, I'll give you a heads up on when yours is going, and then you can let, we will obviously let everybody on our side know, we yep. let everybody on your side know. Our goal is uh, obviously downloads of the episode. If, if people download mm -hmm. the episode and leave a review, a comment. Okay. The more <clears throat> Apple sees that, the more you get a chance to go into what's called new and notable, and that's cool. what we can get into cool. new and notable, then will be at the top and then people will see this who need to see it. That's our philosophy. Really cool. When that happens. So the men that need to listen to these stories will find us easily. So really cool. We'll definitely well, yeah. Right. No, I've been thrilled to do it and we'll use it to its fullest. I mean, not just cause I'm on the show, but it, it, it'll be fun for families to, you know, it's just, it's neat. Kids will live and you know, it'll, it'll be cool. Great. Well, I love that. Appreciate it. Well, I'm going to let you go. I know you're busy. You got it. No worries. No, Eric, this has been great. Yeah. Hey, you're a great man with a great vision, man. So. I, and I say the same to you, Coach. I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I applaud you. <laughs> and you as well, sir. Yeah, great. Thank God you. bless you. Thanks for everything. Right, Thank you. All right. Bye for now. Bye-bye. And Coach Rick, we are honored to have you on the team. There's so much here in Coach Rick's story. The first thing that hit me after I spoke to him was, was how each man uh, has a truly unique flavor uh, of his own sense of masculine and being a man. Because when you say masculine to most people, 
you know, this image of a rugged, rough guy comes out, right? I mean, that's what it is for me. But with Coach Rick, he embodies positive masculinity in so many ways, but with this quiet strength, uh, confidence as a leader in service to others, which, which comes from just being true to himself and being on purpose. And honestly, you know, it's changed my personal view of masculinity for the better. Or uh, maybe I should say it's given me a broader, wider view of what it means to be a masculine man. That it's, it's okay to come from love, to be emotional, uh, balanced with the strength of purpose, duty, leadership, mentorship. This truly makes a whole, strong man. What I also got from talking with Coach Rick is really feeling the lasting impact he's had on so many lives. And, and it's the lives of both boys and girls, as well as their parents. Just that, that impact that's going to be there for the rest of their lives. And when he spoke of telling dads they're doing a great job, it really hit me because I don't think that's done enough. I know I didn't tell my own father that enough. So sharing the appreciation for other men just doing their job as a father, you know, for the little things like giving time and being there to tuck your kid in at night, that is truly powerful stuff. And of course, showing appreciation for each other, for celebrating each other's victories, clapping for each other and being a hugger. I mean, those two things, clapping and being a hugger, have stayed with my team since they heard the interview. And uh, we've all become clappers and huggers since. Um, And yeah, listen, when I played a clip of Coach Rick talking about the three things every child needs to hear daily, when I played that clip for grown men, I mean, you could just see the emotion in their eyes, the agreement that we all need to hear those things every day and the power of hearing those things in our lives and what it does for us every day so that appreciation and acknowledgement so so critically important we want to be building each other up instead of tearing each other down because guys we're all in this brotherhood of men together we're all taking this journey together and the only way to survive and thrive is to be there for each other to support each other as men and to show our kids the same appreciation so they pass that on as they continue down the path. Now I want to know what you got out of Coach Rick's story. What hit you the most? And what are you going to incorporate into your life right now? Let me know. Like I said, you can find me on social media. The links are on the website, wlkhpodcast.com. Click on them. Let me know. Also, please go to Coach Rick's page and check out what they're doing there. His page is saintsofflorida.com. And Coach Rick says they'll take whatever you can give. Uh, he always says they love, they'll take time, talent, or treasures. Love that. Time, talent, treasures. If you have any of that, and we all do, it all helps. Also, remember to rate us and leave a review and a comment on this episode. Most importantly, like I always say, make sure to share this show with men that you know are going to get value out of it. So please pass it on. I want to thank you for listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes today. I'm Eric Rogel, and I'm honored to be with you on your hero's journey. We'll talk to you next week. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. 
Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.